With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash acquire. That's linkedin.com slash acquire. Terms and conditions apply. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and... Starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. So I think that when I was younger, I used to shy away from being a girl. This is Danica Patrick, retired race car driver and entrepreneur. Avoid nail polish, you know, no heels, you know, just trying to never distract from what was already pretty obvious. Because I wanted them to believe in me as a driver and not be distracted and hopefully forget for a moment that I was something different or something that hadn't been really proven very well um, and that much. From Business Insider, this is Success. I'm Rich Filoni. This week, Danica Patrick. She's the most successful female race car driver ever. But she never intended to be a trailblazer for women. She just wanted to win, whether that meant beating out men or other women. Before retiring earlier this year, Patrick crashed in two high-stakes races. It wasn't the way she hoped to end her career, but now she's trying to beat everyone at something else. Business. She has an activewear line and a wine brand. I talked to Patrick at Business Insider's Ignition Conference before she appeared on stage with B.I.'s Julie Bort. You'll hear parts of both interviews today, starting in front of a live audience. Patrick told Bort that she learned on the race course not to expect other people to get out of her way. It just isn't handed to you. You have to earn it. I definitely had to do a lot of that. I would come up behind a car. Like, I remember this specific situation. I won't name names. Um, but I mean, <laughs> oh, I, was, do. I, was, I was lapping him, and I couldn't get by him, and he's such a jerk. And I did everything I could. I mean, I really did try and take this. I mean, I tried to take people out a lot. It's just not as easy as it looks without taking yourself out, which I did that too, um, trying to do it. Um, But I couldn't get by. And then a car caught me because I was being held up, got by. He literally moved over in the middle of the straightaway, let that car that passed me by, pulled back over in front of me. And I am like, this is the kind of thing I dealt with regularly. Me getting by somebody was was tooth and nail. That just feels like a metaphor for life. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. It's, uh, it's how you deal with it. And, you know, there would be times where when I was younger and I would be young and irrational and, and emotional about it all, and I would say every swear word I could think of on the radio, too. It's probably a bad idea. But I realized that when you let the frustration get to you and distract you, then it's taking you away from your talent and your ability and your focus. And so I finally just realized that this is my lot and this is my situation. And it is also my job to pass the car in front of me. And so they shouldn't just move over. And it's time to focus and make it happen. And I just got better at it. Patrick would go on to prove herself. But before she started winning races, she had to grapple with a lot of self-doubt. So since the start of her career, Patrick has had to deal with the novelty of being a woman in a hugely male-dominated sport. 
So for her, she was always trying to prove herself. She got her first big finish in 2004 when she ended up in third place in an IndyCar race, but it really wasn't until uh, 2008 when she came in first place that she felt like she had finally proven herself to the public. In that race, she was unquestionably the best. As she said, first place is something that the public can really understand. So that win really helped her overcome some of these feelings of self-doubt that she had grappled with for the entirety of her career. I mean, there were times, too, where I didn't believe in my ability as a driver. I'm, you know, doubted myself. And I don't know, maybe you can all relate on some level to feeling like maybe I'm not good enough. I'm not very good. And, you know, I would just then had to remind myself that I didn't get here overnight. I didn't accomplish all these other things because I suck. And I'm here for a reason. And I've been racing for now, what, 15 years? And I've been racing for 20 years and 25 years. And you don't stick around at something because you aren't any good at it. You know, we all we all live in our head, right? We get insecure about stuff. We, you know, we hope we're good enough. We hope we're pretty enough. We hope all these things. We just, we're always, we're living in our head. And it gets so easy to get wrapped up in those thoughts. And you have to really discipline yourself, challenge yourself to not entertain them and correct them. So the first thing is recognizing when you have a negative thought come up, like I'm going to have a bad day or gossiping about someone or something or judging or, you know, not feeling good about yourself. First step is recognizing it. Then as soon as you start recognizing these negative patterns, then you start correcting it. Then you go, God, I look up, you know what? I work really hard and I'm, you know what? I'm I'm beautiful. I do my, I'm, I'm, I'm going to smile and it's going to be a great day. Those negative things that you used to think, they don't even resonate with you anymore. And I think that's kind of what ended up happening in racing in the end was it's just, I felt so bad in that space of the, everybody at the track seemed miserable. They were like, not, you know, not everybody. I'm going to like, please don't take this out of context. Like, <laughs> but generally it's a grind and people are, there's a know, lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And there's a lot of things going on and not everyone is super happy and I'm not super happy either, but I was like, I didn't like being in that environment. I didn't like having a bad race and feeling so angry. I'm like, I hate this feeling. I don't want to feel like this anymore. Racing just wasn't as fun for Patrick anymore. So she decided that she would have two final races. For IndyCar, she would go with the Indy 500. And for NASCAR, she would go with the Daytona 500. Now, these are the like two most prestigious races in their leagues. She wasn't favored to win either of these races, but it just seemed like it would be a good note to end on. I raced in the uh, Indy 500 and the Daytona 500. The Daytona 500 was first, and I crashed out in both. Um, Daytona is one of those that, honestly, like, <clears throat> you got caught up in 20 10 cars cars sometimes yeah. finish on the lead yeah. lap at the end and that's all there is left it's just a hopeful hopeful thing that you finish um so I, I got caught up in something and I actually never crashed an Indy car at Indy in my whole all of the years that I was there and all the thousands and thousands of miles I drove I never I never crashed at well, Indy in and Indy I asked you until then. how you dealt with the disappointment <clears throat> I know I was thinking to myself I was like you know when I go wrong it makes me want to double down and you know, go, yeah. dig back in and yeah. do it again. And yeah. I asked you, yeah. and you said, that's how you knew that you had made the right choice. Well, I think that something I had to come to the conclusion of last year, and I think this is a, a lesson in life across many fronts, personal and business, is that for me, I felt like I really understood and learned this concept of letting go versus quitting. Quitting is such a finale, right? I've, I almost had that feeling of like, oh, I'm not as successful as I want to be, and I'll just quit. 
No, not really. I could have kept going. If my ego would have taken control, it would have made me keep going and I wouldn't have been able to let go of the image and I would have taken less money and I would have just kept going. But I just was like, so many things had come up that were signs. So for me last year, my primary sponsor left, which was something that I had never had happen to me before. I mean, I've been sponsored since I was in go-karting. Like my book launched at the beginning, 2017. It came out at the beginning of this year. My clothing line launched at the beginning of that last year. Uh, my wine finally launched and was for sale after a process that started in 2009 at the, be at the beginning of last year. So all these things were like, hey, hi, you know what, yeah, it's not going well, is it? Like maybe you need a little push in a new direction and it made me go, I'm ready to, I almost, well, yeah, I was ready to let go. That was what it came to is this let go versus quit. So I needed to make space for the new stuff. And if you keep hanging on to the old stuff because you're scared of what might happen if you aren't in that business or with that person anymore, then you'll never know how good it could be. And I think change is one of those things for me where I react initially Probably like most people where you're like, oh no. Like I remember thinking that at the beginning of last year. I was like, oh no, I'm not ready to be done. Like my sponsor left. I sure hope they keep me on the track. I'm like, I'm not ready to be done. What about that being the scenario? And you'll never know unless you try. And you have to be brave enough to try. And that's why it's so important to do things that you love doing. Because then if it goes terrible, at least you're having fun. <laughs> so I got to ask Patrick a few more questions off stage. I wanted to ask her about lessons that she learned from her racing career that she could now apply to her business career. For example, after spending 20 years in racing teams, what did she learn that she could apply as the boss of two companies? Well, I mean, in racing, there's a, there's a lot of jobs. There's a lot of people involved. And, um, you know, I think what it really taught me, what racing really taught me was how just doing the job is never enough. You have to find people that want to do a great job and go above and beyond. And, you know, usually that means you've got to find people that want to work out of love, not fear. And those are the people that are going to go the extra mile and make sure that you're happy because they, they have a vested interest and they care about you. What do you mean by that, as they would be operating out of fear? Like, what, what would that look like well, as opposed to, yeah? I mean, operating out of, out of love versus fear as far as people that are helping you um, would be someone that's, you know, afraid to get fired. So they're always timid and they don't want to make a mistake. They don't want to do too. They don't know exactly what to do. And they're afraid they're, they're afraid of you. Maybe then they don't even like you. But out of love, you, you, you get to know the person. You get to know their story. You get to know who they are, who they are as a person their values, their interests. They see your passion and they share it with you. And so they see you working hard and they want to work just as hard, if not harder. They care about you and they care about the end result because they know you do. And you know each other more intimately and it creates bigger results versus someone who is disconnected from the result or not even a part of it sometimes. Like you want, everybody wants to be a part of something and they want to be a part of something bigger and have that ownership and have that pride of knowing that because of them something happened. And um, that's, that's just called empowering people. And that's um, something that is love-based. Yeah. And those are the, the people that you can trust when you're in the trenches and everything is chaotic around you. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you just want people that have your back, that care about you, that, that are willing to work extra hours without any credit, right? Because they just want to make sure that it goes right. Someone's going to pick up the phone and on a Sunday, someone that you don't have to be afraid to call them at dinner time. And you just want those kinds of people around you because life doesn't always go perfect. 
So yeah, so looking over your career, what would you say has been the biggest challenge that you've overcome? I think that the, the, the biggest challenge, and you know, I definitely maybe faced it a little bit more just because of my uniqueness and in my position of being a girl in a man's world of racing, but getting people to believe that I could really do it is tough. But I think that, that applies anywhere. I mean, you really have to get people to believe that you can do it no matter who you are or what you do. And, and some people just aren't going to, and that's just the, the reality of it. You're going, to have, you're, you're going to have people that believe and don't believe in you just as I do. But I, I think that I probably was up against a little bit more of that just because of social situations and you know, just the way things have been. I think that's tough. Uh, but I also found great people that did believe in me, and I'm always very appreciative for them. So next year, they're launching an all-female indie racing league. Do you think that if that had been around when you had gone in, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have had that like feeling like you had something to prove type no. thing in the same way? I don't even think I would have tried to, I wouldn't have even taken part in it. Yeah. Over the years, there's definitely been all-female things or female propositions of like female whole team, not, not the series. And it's never been anything that I've wanted a part of because I just want to do the job and I want it to be, you know, regardless of gender, looks, status, history, you know, like it's just about you and what you can accomplish. So I really believe that the more you talk about being different, the more different that you are. So I was able to make a great career against virtually guys the, my entire, the entire time. So I wouldn't have wanted to kick out half of the people from a series, right? You want to compete against them all. How do you personally define success? I don't feel like people normally answer by money necessarily, and, and I wouldn't either. But it's about being happy and being able to wake up every day and look forward to your day. And it doesn't mean there aren't going to be tough days. Like even with things that you love to do, there are going to be rough days, tough days, challenging, miserable days, a little bit of grunt work. It's just a reality of life and business. But generally just having joy, right? Just doing something that you enjoy doing, want to keep doing it. And that's the point of life, I think, is to figure out what that is and then live it out. And that's where you'll find your joy. And what would be the best piece of advice you could give to someone for their career if, if they look at your career and admire it? Most important thing you have to do is just find something that you enjoy doing. Because at the bare minimum, you're at least doing something you enjoy if it's not tremendously lucrative, right? And find out why you're doing it. I, for me, all of my businesses have a real root and base of inspiring people and wanting to help people realize their full potential and who they really are, the kind of stuff that I felt like I had worked on that brought me to these places and spaces where I was and having so much fun and didn't feel like going to work was work. And so you've got to dream into that and you've got to find that. Um, and then once you have, the rest is just the process and it's just life. Uh, and it's fun. Well, thank you so much, Danica. Thank you. Thanks for listening to This Is Success from Business Insider. Our show is produced by Anna Mazarakis and Sarah Wyman. Dan Bobkoff is our executive producer, and I'm Rich Filoni. Before you go, we've got one more moment from Danica Patrick's Ignition interview. She told us about her new workout routine, and, I mean, you can decide whether or not you want to try it. 
you know, like the fit test in the book is 100 sit-ups, 100 alternate lunges, 100 air squats, and 100 knee push-ups. And at once, you you're say supposed to, to do yourself, that back to back at once. You say to yourself, I can't do that. And then you do it and you start saying I can so much more often. For me, it didn't happen until I started doing CrossFit about five or so years ago. And I was like, oh, that's working out. <laughs> Has anyone worked out so hard that you feel like you like taste blood or like you, yeah? It's apparently fluid in your They're lungs. They're all like, no. <laughs> it's apparently fluid in your lungs. I'm just going to tell you that you can make that happen in about two minutes or less. Thanks for listening to This Is Success. Make sure you subscribe in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and leave us a rating and write us a review. It really helps new people find the show. This Is Success is a production of Insider Audio. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.